Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It is the Melchester Odyssey, yet again, and I have in my left hand... The 18th of June, 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. Um, as you might be familiar with, the story now begins on the front cover. The Roy of the Rovers story starts on the front cover each week. Mm. And it's dramatic, to say the least, this week. Uh, the only other thing that's promised is the sign, please, page, which is the centre spread with an autograph of a player. All it says is England under 21 star in colour. Mysterious. So it's 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 tempting. Um, Wonder who was in. Oh, I'm really excited now to find out who was playing for the under twenty ones in June 1983. You, you guessed correctly. Paul Power the other week, a Manchester City player. Okay, so 1983. So I'm thinking who would have been coming through and making the senior team for the '86 World Cup. Not quite there yet, youngsters. <clears throat> Mm. Lineker afraid not I'll give you a clue I'll give you the club yeah. that he was playing for Southampton playing for Southampton <laughs> um, <laughs> is it did he go on to for to play for the seniors yeah yeah he did yeah okay not uh, massively not regularly but he was did, it Danny but... Wallace it's fucking Danny Wallace. Fucking second guess, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Delaney God, is so. the champion guesser of footballers. <laughs> in the 80s. Go on, Sam. Get in there. Fucking yes. Right. Well, I think we might have peaked for this episode, but we'll try and salvage it. Oh, um, he was a good player. He ended up at Man U. He was one of the first people yeah. that Ferguson brought in when he started rebuilding. Yeah, he, he was, yeah. Yeah, good little player. Mm. And then, and so, then it, of course, his uh, his brother. Sorry to get into a sidetrack. We might do a brothers. spin-off series just about the Wallaces. There were two brothers, wasn't there? Should we do a fourteen-episode? Well, there was. Well, Rod Wallace, of course, won the league with Leeds. Yeah, but there was, um, wasn't there Ray Wallace as well? There was Ray Wallace, who I think was the least had the least auspicious career. Yeah, um, he was around. I, I think he played for Southampton as well. Rod Wallace. I was surprised that he never received international recognition because he was a he was a mainstay of the title winning side of Leeds United, yeah, was, and yet he? he never got a call up. Ray Wallace, 
this is the one that's amusing me. He didn't make his debut till '88, so he must have been the youngest. He must have been the maybe the Donny Osmond of the Wallace uh, troop. Yeah, I mean, ah, I Rod, say, Rod, yeah, go on. Rod was his twin. They were twins. Rod and Ray were twins. Rod and oh, Ray. I wish they'd played more together. There we go. And in May 1991, Leeds United signed both twins in the same transaction. Ah, good. Good idea. Very good idea. Rod formed a successful strike partnership with Lee Chapman, as we know, but Ray made only seven appearances for the club and spent time on loan to Swansea City and Reading. Ah, it's great, that. That's just typical Howard Wilkinson, that, isn't it? I'm going to buy some twins. I'm going to buy them both. Double trouble, two for you the know, price of one. I've been reading up on twins, and a lot of them are telepathic. They can read uh, the minds, yeah. They can also, a lot of identical twins have, have a number of mysterious powers. Some can shape shift, <laughs> and most of them can teleport. <laughs> and their turds are very hard and very small. Pellet like. Is he to flush away? <laughs> Pe- you'll, never get, pe- you'll never get a toilet feces. blockage with a twin. And that is why I am going to spend two million Leeds United pounds on these pair of cunts from Southampton. <laughs> I tell you what, though, mate, Ray is a great eighties name, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Ray. You don't I'm get Rays of, anymore, do you? Not I'm enough. Ray Daly in Minder. Ray Daly in Minder. Ray Winston. Yeah, Ray Wilkins. Ray Wilkins. Yeah, and also. Wasn't the guy called? Wasn't there a, a comic actor called Ray, who was at the star of Ah? <laughs> I can't remember what he was in, but it's a show that you'll really love. <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, play some music while you do this. <laughs> yeah, I found him, Ray Brooks, mate. Oh, Ray Brooks, of course, yeah. Big deal he was in, wasn't he? That's it. Big deal. Yeah. And, of course, he did the voice of... Uh, he did the, the, the narration of Mr. Ben. Ray Brooks. Did he? So, 70s and 80s. Yeah. Well, Ray Brooks actually lived in Kew, not far from me, where the National Archives are. I th- right. I believe you visited that for the Cold yeah, War I exhibition. Did. I did, for, for the Cold War. It's a fucking great place. Threat. Ray Brooks. Um, sorry, Mr. Ben. Feels diveable. Mm. Mr. Oh, ben yeah, feels definitely. very diveable. <laughs> That's another place near me. Felcher Road, I think it's called. The unfortunately named Felcher Road in Putney, which I often right. run past when I'm running on the river because it's, it's one of these roads that goes straight no, off the River Thames. No, Festive Road, Mr. Ben. That, no, Fe- Festa, Festa. It? All right, hold on a sec. It's where the geezer lived, the geezer who wrote it. Mr. Ben Road Putney. Right. Okay. Fest. All right, you're right. Yeah, Festival. (laughs) No, but hang on a minute. I think you changed it slightly. Yeah, I think he changed it slightly. I don't think in real life it's called Festive Road. Yeah, it says here Mr. Ben's home street was based on the actual Festing Road in Putney. Festing Road. Festing Road. Yeah. Where my friend Becky, who is one of my friends from football, actually grew up. Right. Mm. Well, there you go. So there is a lot of connect, like there's a lot of cosmos at play between me yeah. and Mr. Ben, is what I'm saying. Right. Good. <laughs> it was David McKee who created it. 
Yeah, I want to call the street he lives in Fisting Road. Well, uh, that's not going to work. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, we don't think that's going to work. It's a kid yeah, show. Wow, these fucking uptight cunts at the BBC <laughs> with their fucking rules. It's unbelievable. They're stifling my creativity. Come on. It's a private joke me and my mates have had for decades. I've lived there for ages. And I've always no called it up Fisting it. Road. No one will pick up on it. <laughs> no one knows what call Fisting is. Come on, Fisting's really niche. No one's going to pick up on that. <laughs> we were talking about, um, talking of Fisting, we were talking the other day about how Julian Clary had to effectively withdraw from public life for a prolonged period <laughs> yeah. because he got up and just said that he'd been fish at an awards and said he'd been Fisting Norman Lamont yeah. backstage. And you just think, fucking hell, Julian Clary is a nailed on human of honour. Yeah, just that for heroic. that alone. That just was heroic, for, wasn't what it? a fucking yeah. hero. And then just, yeah. they said, right, you're cancelled now because you are mental. And yeah. he's just like, all right. Well, it probably did. It probably was a bit depressing for him because yeah. he was flying around. But he, he just... was very funny anyway. I thought he, he's superb. He just didn't and... do any telly after that. I think he, he carried on doing live stuff and everything. Oh, yeah. I'm not but saying his career any... dwindled, but yeah. I suppose producers get a bit nervy when they think it's possible that <clears throat> someone's a live wire who might say anything at any moment. But what a fucking legend. Totally. So many co- comedians now just look like they're careerists and it looks like it's ah. a stepping stone to other things and they're so fucking safe and they play within the parameters. And you look back at him and he just walked up live, Channel 4, Comedy Awards. I've Listen, been around right. the back fist in Norman Lamont. Next question. I know television presenters, right, who I see now, they pop up on TV. And these are people who, in the noughties, I worked with, I fraternised when, when they were on their way up, right? Mm-hmm. And these people, like, the, the phoniness with which people conduct themselves, especially once they've got a foot in the door at ITV or BBC, where it all mm. becomes about national treasure status is what you're pursuing. So suddenly yeah. you're really into, like, 97% shit and you're yeah. really into things like the royal family, right? <laughs> 97% of shit. And you're, like, and you're like, you know, butter wouldn't melt. Yeah. And I look at them and I fucking laugh because the amount of them that I've been in fucking toilet cubicles with, right? Oh, man. Shoveling fucking gas. <laughs> Foul mouth. And these people, not most of these are women. Not that makes a difference either way, right? You, like, and, I'm, and good luck to them. I'm delighted for their success. But yeah. you look at it and you think, they, when I was fucking hanging out with them, they made me look fucking my use of language polite. My right? God, that you've got to make some names was, at some point. I was not living out loud, right? Mm. I was living out quiet in comparison to some of these wow. ladies who are now yeah. some of the chief bastions of our television screens. Right. And I'm not being at all um, critical because they're talented and they're great. But what I'm saying is you have to shape, for TV, you do have to shape yourself into something quite sort of mainstream yeah. and polite, don't you? Yeah, my first guess will be Gloria Hunniford. Well, Probably. no, I've said it. No, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> so that's a that's a betrayal of things that I've told you privately. Uh, it's Gloria Hunniford, bless her. She's She's... 80 plus now I think and she was on that morning live that's on BBC One because she does that um, 
how to avoid being scammed thing with Angela Rippon and Julia Somerville. Is that um, what it's called? It's, I think it is, yeah. It's aimed at like similar aged people. It's aimed at yeah. pensioners who don't want to get scammed. And she was plugging it on Morning Live and basically she was bang up for having it off with Gethin Jones, the presenter. Wow, who wouldn't be? Well, I know. <laughs> And, and she was just fucking not holding back at all. The double entendres, the innuendos were flying. And it's, it's just a good, good job they were distanced for COVID, is all I'm saying. Good luck to her. She's good old, her. she's got to the stage where she's like, do you know what? Do you know what she probably thinks? She thinks, I tell you what, when I was in my fucking heyday, right, doing Wish You Were Here, right, I was fit as a butcher's dog. I had a, a permatan year round, right? I was in the best shape of my life. I had offers, especially when I were abroad from the, you know, from these lovely young Spanish waiters and all the rest of it. I had offers coming out of my fucking ears. And you know what? I turned half of them down because I was busy and my attention was elsewhere. And now I look back and I think the amount of cock I could have had, but I never. (laughs) And now I regret that. And so if I'm confronted by a big Welsh fucking beefcake like you're getting Jones, I'm going to have me fun. I'm sorry, but I am. Time's running out. If there's one thing COVID's taught us, it's that time's running out. You've got to live your life. So, Gethin, I'll see you in your dressing room five minutes after we go off air. I tell young presenters come to me and they say, Gloria, I'd love five minutes of your time just for a bit of advice someone who's been there and done it. And when I'm speaking to young women with a lot of ambition, I tell them straight, I say, I've got one thing to tell you. Get the cock while you can. Get as much cock as you can fucking handle. Because I tell you what, as, it fucking as, dries up. It don't stick around forever, right? There is not an endless supply. Trust me. So while it's there, fucking pounce on it. Literally, pounce on it. I'll say this to you. Cock is finite. That's all. <laughs> ah, not a day oh, goes by without me sometimes actually in my head counting the amount of cock I turned down. Counting. I keep a fucking list. I used to keep a diary back then and it was mainly about cock that I knocked back. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I thought it could wait. I thought cock could wait, but it couldn't. I, I, I thought I thought one day I'm going to write my autobiography I'll keep a diary now then I've got it all and it makes the old job a lot easier I sat down to write, start writing the book it's just all about cock cock that I'd knock back the whole fucking diary I've got nothing else in there yeah I've got dates and places that I went on holiday to with the programme but that's all you can't get a book out of that unless it's a that's book a, about cock you can watch all of that on fucking YouTube I've got nothing to add to half of that it's all a fucking blur. There is actually a great Gloria Honeyford um, Isle of Wight video on um, on YouTube you can watch. Um, is there? <laughs> it's Isle of Wight in I think like either the late seventies or the early eighties. Oh, brilliant! And H- Honeyford goes for a fucking look about, and it's great. Oh, that and it's Shankly, like which is my place where I go. So it's that- really fascinating seeing it back then and just seeing Honeyford. Walks about like an empress, an that empress like of travel box. and tourism. She loves history it. Box material that. Isle of Wight, I mean, not cock. Isle of cock. <laughs> Here I am in the Isle of Wight, or as I call it, the Isle of Cock. Wink, wink. Anyway, more of that later. First, let's check out these fucking cream cheese they're all going on about. <laughs> <laughs> 
man. <laughs> Look, we're going to have to make an effort to get this Roy the Rover story because there's loads going on. Oh, shit. This is oh, derailed already. <laughs> yeah. Jalapeño. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jalapeño. Right, so uh, it, on the front cover, Roy's outside his, his house. Uh, oh, this is the back garden. We don't think we've seen the back garden before, have we? We've only seen the house from the front before. And uh, it says, Isn't even this his home, new house? Is this the house in No, because he hasn't moved. Because Penny doesn't, Penny doesn't want him to move. He's commuting. Isn't he? Oh, he's fucking commuting, yeah. Still living That's in Manchester. That's a good start. <clears throat> I mean, the kids there, his two kids are playing football in the garden. They've got Manchester kits on. Um, you can't get away from it. It says, even at home, there was no escape from football for Roy Race. Uh, and he says, watch it, young Roy. Melanie's got quite a dig in her left foot. <laughs> and then uh, she takes a shot. They've got a couple of cricket stumps up as goalposts. She takes a shot, which goes straight past him. He hasn't got a hope of saving a fucking football. He probably can't even see straight. Um, and she puts it past him. Say what I mean. She shouts, goal! And just at that time, Penny comes out with some... Uh, a tray with some glasses with ice in empty glasses and a lovely lovely big glass jug full of uh, fruit juice and it looks like there might be ice in the in the jug as well it's a lovely summery scene um, Penny sadly still has her Myra Hindley hairstyle yeah really um, not a fan of her she's really like she's still only young really but it's like she's one of these people who sort of decided to embrace middle age too early and, and you see yeah. it happen yeah. Uh, Do you know what I mean? It's her life, like, it's, it's her it's, choice. It's a, she's, it's a waste. Mate, she's a lovely woman. She is. She's a lovely woman, and I don't know what this says about what her state of mind is, because this feels this haircut, for me, feels like a fucking cry for help. You know, she's got it held back either side with, like, pink hair, hair slides, and it's, it's a shambles, to be honest. But it's her life. She looks like fucking Russell Osman, mate. We're not going to gaslight her or anything like that. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's her her body. It's part of your body, and it's her body. Yeah. So, 
She always been called Melanie, the daughter. I thought she was called. If Melissa. I have a racehorse one day, like I can imagine that, you know, if Top Flight Time Machine ever buy a racehorse, which we should think about seriously, um, I would like to call it Penny Race's lovely body. Oh yeah, and it's Penny Race's lovely body streaking ahead into the final furlongs. Hey, hang on. Yeah, it says she's called Melanie here, but I'm sure that she was called Melinda. And I've looked on Wikipedia and she was called Melinda. They've changed Roy the likes name. to mix it up. Yeah. He likes to mix this it up. I call her all sorts of different stuff. Keep her guessing. The other one, Mongo, he's, uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't, I mean, there's no point really giving him a name because he doesn't, he wouldn't remember it. He, he responds more to actions rather or sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's hopeless him playing out back with her I mean he doesn't know the other day he caught the ball and started trying to fucking eat it <laughs> sucked all the air out of her first <laughs> next thing I know I said stop doing that to the boy he looked me square in the eye unblinking pulled down his shorts and fucking laid a cable on the fucking lawn right in front of me <laughs> And he didn't. And he he did not look away from my eye the whole time. It was it was it was powerful to witness. <laughs> it was a true moment of bonding. I've got to say, I enjoyed it. Uh, Penny had to clear it up, of course. I've never felt close to be quite honest. So yeah, Roy's got his daughter's name wrong there. Penny, um, the boy once just shat on the lawn. Oh God. Um, so uh, the the ball flies past uh, Roy Junior and uh, whacks straight into Penny. Uh, the tray, uh, the jug, the glasses all go flying. Eek! Says Penny, and it's not a very flattering close up when I face, but this has just been hit by a ball, so that's not very flattering anyway, is it? And then we go inside. Uh, continued from the front cover. It says we just see Penny just lying on the ground, trying to pick herself up. It says, despite the accident in inverted commas, weird. That sounds like it was deliberate. Was it deliberate? <laughs> despite the accident to Penny, Roy was relaxing for the first time since he had astounded the world of football by leaving Belchester to become player manager of Walford Rovers. I'm relaxing for the first time since becoming player manager of Walford. Let it be known. Uh, the season had ended uneasily for Roy following a last-minute defeat for his new club and Penny's refusal to move to a new home in Walford. And Roy's picking her up off the ground there. Uh, he says, sorry about that, Penny. I guess rocket shots, inverted commas, run in the family. She says, I'll need a suit of armour soon. Oh, roll on the last week in June. Eh? He thinks. <laughs> she says, I'm really looking forward to going back to Crete for our holiday. Always Crete. Oh, Always not this Crete. again. But I suppose if you I don't know what they've got going on in fucking Crete. But... Oh, well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he says, Crete? But I, I I thought we were going there in August. Hang on, doesn't the fucking, fucking football season start again in August? Shouldn't they be doing pre season? They're doing fucking stuff. holiday admin here. Fucking hell. But she's got a smile on her face. She's looking forward to the holiday. But then she turns. She looks quite evil in that next next frame. Wake up, Roy. Don't you remember? We had to change our booking. He says, uh, then we'll uh, uh, have to change it again, I'm afraid. Oh, Jesus Christ. This, the, the fucking the race marriage 
it's not built on strong foundations, is it? We're never far away from some kind of um, kickoff. He says, you must have forgotten that I'm going to Canada. Canada? With Walford on their summer tour. We won't be back until the middle of July. Uh, Penny storms off upstairs, almost burst into tears, it says. And she says, Walford, Walford, that's all I ever hear these days. Why must they come first all the time? <laughs> uh, but Penny. Penny says, but, but Penny. You soppy cow. It's where I fucking work. <laughs> Roy gathers the kids together as they, as they all watch her go off up the stairs. He says, put my foot in it, didn't I? I think we'd better go for a little drive, kids, and give your mother a chance to cool down. <laughs> listen, listen, kids, best thing to do here is fucking walk away. Fuck off out of it. She's going to start smashing stuff in a minute, and I don't want to be around and get the collateral well, lay damage. lay low so. for a couple of days. Yeah. We'll, we'll fuck off round your Uncle Blackie's and lay low for a little while till she gets her fucking <laughs> knock back on straight. Probably needs to go out with some of her mates or go round her mum's and have a fucking moan up or something. Get it out of her system. <laughs> Trust me, I've been through this enough times. Go on, we'll go on. We'll, go, we'll get in fucking daddy's Ferrari and just fuck about for a while. In fact, I'll tell you what, we'll drive over to Melchester. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? He does do that. The mad cunt. We'll go over to the car park and that carpet centre that closed down. We'll do some donuts in the car park. So soon... <laughs> Uh, it's alright if we do it in Melchester it's fine because I know the police and they've got no problem with it when I start kind of doing them and it gets noisy when I'm riffing is it fair to say I'm above the law yes yes it is so we're driving along and he says tell you what we'll pop in at the Melchester training ground and see Vernon Elliott I hear he's running a soccer school inverted commas (laughs) soccer (laughs) school for some local youngsters and as he as he drives along there's a kid with his mum uh, the kid points at him and says look mum that's Roy Racer's car yeah alright fucking hell um, over the page and there's Vernon Elliott in his tracksuit uh, it says since an injury had ended his professional career I can't remember if we we never heard about that I mean we didn't know he, he got, got injured missing. in that freaking cricket match didn't he yeah he's never recovered yeah unfortunately uh Vernon had his career ended in a in a completely unnecessary cricket match that I organised and forced him to play in in the summer. So now he's reduced to running soccer schools. So, uh, yeah. I so that's what's happened to him. To him. Yeah. I, felt a, I felt obliged to give him a job just before I fucked off to Walford, so the new regime will probably get rid of him soon. But, hey-ho, that's the, that's the life of a I've footballer, I guess. I've washed my hands of it now, thank Christ. i got enough people fucking de- dependent on me. Fucking leeches. Vernon Elliott looks like he's fucking dazed. He looks like he's on he's fucking just, Valium or something. Yeah. He's, he's just like, staring at the middle he's distance. He's like, I just have to... He goes, I have to neck a couple of fucking diazepam every morning with my fried eggs and coffee just in order yeah. to get through the fucking day with these just little shitheads. There's a group of kids hanging around him and he's just staring off into the distance like, fucking, when's this going to end? Is it, oh, have I got another hour? Jesus Christ. <laughs> And I get back to the the wine when I get home. Oh, so one of one of the kids says, "Hey, look, I'll it's go Roy Race." I have some wine, and I've got I've got some fucking instant whip at home as well. I think I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna whip that up. Um, it's butterscotch flavour, and I'll have a fucking bowl of that, 
and a couple of glasses of wine. I'll do one more diazzi and I, hopefully I can just fucking sleep through till tomorrow, straight through. I, I, I don't I don't put the sprinkles on the instant whip. I just drink them straight out of the packet. I don't, while I'm waiting for it to set, I just drink the sprinkles. I call it the star. Sometimes I can't even be bothered adding anything to it. I just drink the powder straight down. Just drink the powder, powder in a mouthful of big milk and just swish it out of my mouth. One time I was that pissed and I'd run out of milk that I fucking ended up snorting it. I snorted an old fucking sachet of instant whip. <laughs> there were a bit left over. I just I just put it in my mouth and just had half a bottle of wine. Just swilled it around. I, I gummed White, it. Whiny the last whip. few, the, the last bit of residue, I just fucking gummed it, rubbed it in my gums. Didn't get out, out of it, but, you know, you've got to try these things, haven't you? <laughs> who, who knew instant whip mixed with Shiraz tasted so good? Well, there we are. That's where I'm at now. <laughs> uh, oh, all right, Roy. <laughs> I was just telling oh, the kids oh, about that instant whip you, thing that I told you about. <laughs> Oh, what's happening? Are you back now, Roy? What? What's going on? Uh, Roy, can I play football again for Melchester, please? I'm really depressed. <laughs> no, you can't. Remember, you fucked your knee in that cricket match. I told you you shouldn't have been playing cricket. But, Roy, you made us do it. Yeah, he said, she said. Anyway, listen. <laughs> Penny's gone fucking bananas. So I thought I'd take the kiddies down here to lay low for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Oh, you Jesus. look fucking. You look away with the fairies. You mad bastard. <laughs> you can't help me, Roy. These kids won't leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to be teaching them stuff, and I couldn't give a fuck. Uh, oh, I've took, yeah, that's I've kids for you. They're fucking. They're boring as fuck. There's dads coming around wanting refunds, and I, I've spent the money. I don't know what to do. I can't get through this. <laughs> Listen, you got to mind mine for a couple of for a couple of hours. I'm I'm away round Blackies for a we're going up the feathers for a drink. Now the girl one, she shouldn't cause you any trouble at all. The other one, I'll be honest, he's a fucking handful, right? If you want to tie him up, that's fine by me. Like I say, I should be back in two hours. <laughs> so the kid says, "Hey, look, it's Roy Racer." I says, "Hi, kids. Hi, Vernon." Um. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, thanks for dropping in, old pal. Says Vernon. I was as shocked as anyone when you left the Rovers. <laughs> okay, I think I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm capable of. I don't know if I'm capable of feeling shock anymore. But I, felt, I definitely felt something. Shame, can't, can't really sure. Uh, and Roy says, if the directors hadn't started telling me how to do my job, I'd still be there. You know, still rankles with him. Uh, the cunts well, upstairs, that... as I call them. <laughs> upstairs cunts. <laughs> the uh, Vernon says, "Well, now that you're here, how about giving the lads a few tips?" And the kids go, "Wow, you bet, magic!" <laughs> all right, here's so... a fucking tip for starters. You all look a bit young for this, but the sooner you know it, the better. Never say no to Fanny. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Right, I have, and you know who told me that, not in so many words, is Gloria, do any of you watch Wish You Were Here with Gloria Honeyford? <laughs> yeah, that's it, the nice lady. Now, she told me it, but she told me it in reverse about cock. But m- most of you being lads, I'll tell you about Fanny. Never say no. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> if any of you are in the cock, that's, that's yeah, fine. Probably that's best fine to too, keep it to yourself say no at your to age. It. Keep it to yourself at your age, because you get a lot of trouble, probably. But, uh, 
that people are getting more liberal about that kind of thing now. But you're just kids, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, get into that too deeply at this point. Listen, you're, you're still developing and, and learning to understand your feelings and where they come from and who they <laughs> apply to. But you will in good time. And when you do, remember what Uncle Royce told you: never turn down a golden opportunity. Never look a gift horse in the mouth. It's as simple as that. Gay, straight, whatever you are. Oh, the fatty. Because <laughs> so once, uh... once you're married, like me, and you, you've got a, a, a woman at home with a very volatile temper who can fly off the handle for reasons that are completely beyond explanation, right, then you will think, did I get enough fanny while I had the opportunity? <laughs> Before there would be legal and financial ramifications. <laughs> Don't be like my son. Don't let you don't let yourself get tied down, if you know what I mean. Um, Mr. Race, that's all very nice, but could you teach us how to do a nutmeg? What? What? No! Shut up! I'm in the middle of something here. You're fucking confusing me. Where were we? Oh yeah, Fanny. Right. <laughs> he's doing. He's gonna do some coaching there. That's a great um, angle. You just see his trainers, some some lovely blue Adidas trainers there, and he's got the red socks of fucking Melchester on there. <laughs> he's probably got the Melchester <laughs> kit under that blue tracksuit he's wearing. Yeah, just has to keep it covered up now. Um, he says this is a simple little exercise which is designed to improve your control and touch inverted commas on the ball. <laughs> One of the kids passes it to him. Here it comes, Roy, and Roy is standing in a, a, a circle. For some reason, he says, You see, I've brought the ball under close control without allowing it to bounce or roll out of the circle. So, I'm all set to turn and shoot. And he blasts it in from uh, 20 yards out into the goal at the end of the training pitch. Wee-ow! Says one of the kids, weirdly. Um, <laughs> as some of the youngsters took their turn, so they're trying to replicate this, this manoeuvre, but they're not as good as Roy. One of them goes, oops. Another one goes, it's skidded out of the circle. Roy says, that's five hmm. press-ups, Ian. <laughs> punishing them for getting it wrong. <laughs> Give me five. Drop. Give me five. Ian, don't make a cunt out of yourself by causing a scene. Do your fucking <laughs> press-ups and fucking take your medicine. Stop crying. <laughs> no refunds. So, uh, over at the back page, uh, he's still uh, critiquing them. Not bad, Mark. Good reactions. One of the kids says, he caught, He just caught it in time. Another one says, I'm next. So, a lot of fun going on there in the sunshine. Uh, as the practice continued, Vernon I've says... I've made their fucking days. For some of them, their life will never get any better than this exact <laughs> moment. Uh, Vernon says, nice one, Roy. Let's hope you come up with some surprises like this in my testimonial game. Roy looks at him, startled. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> says, Roy's world seemed to collapse and he's holding his left hand to the side Fuck of his head. Fucking hell. As if, to, as if to keep his brain I in. I have no recollection of this whatsoever. Tester watching. His whole face droops. He looks like one of the drunk bakers. Yeah. That one of those um, adverts about when someone has a stroke and what to do. <laughs> and he's thinking to himself, Fuck he thinks, me, oh, I'm of having course. a stroke. 
I promised Vernon I'd bring an international eleven to Mel Park for his benefit match. It's arranged for the first Saturday in July, when I'll be in Canada. Oh, Jesus Christ. He says to Vernon, Look, maybe I can get permission to come back from Canada ahead of the team. Vernon just looks at the ground, looks disconsolate, doesn't he? Oh, man. It's okay, Roy. I understand. Your first just, is at a Walford now. It's just I was re relying on the gate receipts from that game in order to... Uh, Future life. In, in order to cover my rent for the next six months. If not, I think I might have to leave the country or I don't know what I'll do. Maybe live in my car, something like that. I'm not sure. Things yeah, don't look sorry, good though, Roy. Never mind. Life's just about chapters, isn't it? Yeah, you just got to think this is a new one. Not a good one, yeah, you but got it's a new one. That's it, Vernon. You've got to think positive. Anyway, I'll be off now. <laughs> I'm bored now. Ta-ra. <laughs> Vernon, Vernon just says to him, have a good tour. Roy thinks, oh, no. He puts an arm round Roy Jr. and th it says, first Penny and now Vernon. Son, your dad just can't seem to please anyone these days. Maybe that's because he is uh, an arrogant, self-serving cunt, ultimately, and only cares about himself. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what's happened. That's what's happened here. Um, he doesn't see it. Though. I, do, I do my best for everyone. In many ways, I've been on mock my whole life because I'm too much of a giver. And sometimes <laughs> I, say, I say to myself, Roy, maybe you should take a bit once in a while for yourself, but it's not the way I was built. Perhaps I am an arrogant, ignorant pig, but I haven't realised <laughs> it yet. Some people say that, but some people said that about Jesus Christ, didn't they? <laughs> well, if, no, they did. Read the Bible, read it fucking properly. There's a lot of stuff oh, about him being arrogant and self-serving. It's all, yeah. I mean, when he did that thing with the loaves and the fishes, there were a lot of people saying, fuck off. No, he didn't. Doubting him, but doubting yeah. Thomas. He were in the Bible, weren't he? Doubting yeah. Thomas, I think. Yeah. Never mind. Anyway. And, and another one who was in the Bible that was good was the Cheshire Cat. He was good, wasn't he? <laughs> he were always grinning. No, Daddy, that was Alice in Wonderland. No, pretty sure it was the Bible. It was the Old Testament, that one. He were, and the Joker. When... The Joker out of Batman. He, he was originally from the Bible. <laughs> he was the baddie who Jesus had a fight on that rooftop. Yeah, good yeah, book, with, that. The, with a laser sword. <laughs> so uh, there we are uh, oh god it says next week two bombshells for Roy Reyes oh god it's getting worse for him um, we'll leave yeah, it there it's turned Mark, a bit good fellas isn't it this now uh, yeah, it's from sort of like a 7 I would say 7.5 oh very low score uh, I'll give it an 8 yeah, well, it's just well, um, it's a it's a bridging story. This this is not kind like of is, isn't high it? Yeah. drama. This is like we're moving. They do a transitional week where they kind of move it from one stage of, of yeah. the story to another. Yeah. So this is teeing shit up like the Vernon, like what's going to go down in the summer and yeah. Vernon Elliott's testimonial, etc. It's 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 one of those ones we get now and again. Where it's like a Roy's existential crisis. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yes, about these phases, a, a recurring theme. But um, we'll leave it there. We'll find out what those two bombshells are in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.